Just past 1 o'clock, Hans and Scotty. We're live here at Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket, about 5700 South State Street. Come by, hang out with us as we go down to Las Vegas to chat with the play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. David, how are you? Hey, David. I'm, I'm good, guys. How are you? Good. Good. How's the course looking down there? Well, we're at Southern Highlands, and it might be the nicest golf course I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, it is. I'd move to Vegas for this. Like, this is ridiculous. This is, seriously, it's like being at the Masters. I'd move, to I've ever seen. I'd move to Vegas too, but for different reasons. Right, but I would move to play. I actually could like golf if I got to play Southern Highlands. How much this golf do like, you do you play, or or do you just mostly watch your daughter in in tournaments? Uh, I probably spend more time doing that, but I play. She's not really love it. Like the one I always notice is that she'll go to the range, and until recently, I had to take her to the range. So she'd be at the range for two hours, and I'd like. Do something else. I've had plenty of chances to practice. I just don't do it. I just don't like it that much. So that's on me. You're either all in or not at all, huh? Not like skiing to me. I'll put it that yeah. way. <laughs> hey, uh, should we be talking about Rudy Gobert more as an MVP? You know, it's a it's a interesting question. So. I can actually answer it either way. Like, the Homer answer is, yes, we should. His impact on the game. But, like, on the other end, like, who are we really talking about as an MVP right now? Uh, that would be a guy in Denver. And anyone else? Are we really? Nope. No. Talking about anybody else at this point? So, I mean, I kind of think that, like, oh, man, Arden's competition just hit the rocks and then the ball flung all the way back into play. That is not good when you're down two on 17. Um, anyway, I'll focus on our conversation. Um, so I think Rudy should be being talked about as the most impact, one of the most impactful players in the league. The jazz, uh, differential when he's on and off the floor is I think the most of any player in the league. Um, you know, I think our defense is in the 97th percentile when he's on the floor and our, uh, defense is in about the 32nd percentile when he's off the floor. Um, so I think, you know, when you, like, in that sense, I think he's an MVP caliber player. But I don't – do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, yes, he should be talked about more as one of the elite players in the league who has the biggest impact. Is he really an MVP? Probably not. Statistically, is this his best defensive season? I think so. Um, though last year he was really great because the difference between the two was something else. He – um, we were, um, you know, we were, I think, 18th. Per- I mean, here's the thing that's so stunning to me is there's a ch- real sati- – I could make a really big statistical argument that – and there's two answers to this. One is that he has carried a not very good defensive team to being an elite defensive team single-handedly. So I can, I can argue that pretty easily. Like, the numbers when he's off the floor, we're not actually an above-average defensive team when he's off the floor. We're, we're significantly below average each of the last two years. Wow. So, so, now, there is also an element to this, in fairness, that we have built an entire defensive system around Rudy and how to play with Rudy, and so that when Rudy's off the floor, if we're playing a similar style of defensive system, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't work as well, right? Um, so there's some element that that's maybe not the most fair evaluation of the other players. Like if you're starting center with somebody other than Rudy, we might defend differently than we do. Um, but I would say, you know, I've always said 
one of the five most impactful players in the NBA, ten most impactful players in the NBA. I think this year he's probably one of the five most impactful players in the NBA. Um, so I guess I would – I think there's a, what, plus 18 per 100 possessions difference with him on and off the floor? Sounds plus about 18. right. Plus 18.8, yeah. I think yeah. so. Like, I think that's the biggest in the league. So in that sense, he is statistically the most impactful player on his team of any player in the NBA. When David Robinson won his, how many points a night was he putting up? Mm, was it probably 20, probably twenty four to twenty five? I mean, I think David Robinson might have won a scoring title at some point. Yeah. I'm just trying maybe to think not. of, of maybe, maybe anybody David that Robinson, compares. No, I mean, I think he's Ben Wallace, Dikembe Mutombo, probably better offensively than Dikembe. Um, I think he's Ben Wallace. You know, multiple time defensive. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Um. So, I mean, in that sense, he's pretty special, right? Like, I don't think people are actually lost on Rudy's impact anymore. I mean, I think they're a little lost on his offensive impact, and I think unless you watch him every night, I don't think you quite get it. In fact, I was talking to Ryan Smith yesterday, and he was saying how Dwayne Wade was like, oh, my gosh, his impact's unbelievable. So, I mean, here you have one of the brightest guys in the league and one of the best players to ever play. And, you know, they, he, he's watching him and says – you know, wow, look at him. Like, so that's, I mean, that's what we're at is that until you watch Rudy every night and really take it all in, I don't think you quite grasp what he's doing. Well, I was watching last night, Andre Drummond, what do you think? He's got 40 pounds on Rudy, 50 pounds on Rudy? I mean, I think they nicely list him at about 285. So he's, he's, a, he's a handful, and he was slamming that shoulder and even extending a bit to try to overpower Rudy. And Rudy gave a touch of ground. I thought that he got some terrible whistles, but uh, Rudy can hold his ground. I mean, even if a guy comes in and he's just trying to be overbearing with size and physicality, Rudy's still making it extremely difficult to get anything you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think they were like 0 for 3 at the rim in the first quarter last night, something crazy like that. They didn't make a shot in the rim in the first quarter. Their bigs are, what, 4 of 16 combined shooting last night? Like that's, I mean, these – his impact of the game is, is astronomical. So, you know, if the MVP was just impact on the game, then I would argue his impact on the game defensively is every bit as much as Jokic or somebody else's impact on the game is offensively. So to back where we started, should he be in the MVP conversation more? Yes, probably. You know, we have the best record in the NBA. He's the reason. Um, you know, we're, we're dominant on the defensive end because of him and only because of him, frankly. Um, I mean, Royce does a lot of hard work and stuff, but, like, it's still because of Rudy. And so when you – and then on the offensive end, I do think he has – you know, he's – our essence is that we take the most threes of anyone in the league. He's not making them, but I do think he's creating them with his presence and his role to the basket. I mean, last night, they're double-teaming him basically – they're basically taking two guys to the ball and a third guy to Rudy's role. So if – you know, that's not quite a double team on Rudy on the roll, but it's pretty darn close. And so that double team is the same thing as what, you know, everybody, you know, that you have to do when Harden's got the ball or Durant's got the ball or in some ways. So and you could certainly make the argument. You're probably stretching a tiny bit, but he's, he's really, really special. We're really lucky to have him. And, you know, statistically, he's the most impactful player in the league, and there's a reason on the best team. Uh, Joe Ingles on the season is averaging uh, 5.7 attempts from three. Uh, but, he, look, he's shooting nearly 50%. And over the last uh, five games, he's attempted 8, 12, 7, 9, 10, 8. Uh, is, that, uh, is, is that a conscious decision by this coaching staff to try to get him more looks? 
Well, some of that's I think Mike and Donovan are out, so he gets more. You know, like yeah, part yeah, of the reason true. we wonder why, like, we have too many shoot, we have too many offensive players, right? So the beauty, everyone wants Royce O'Neal to shoot more. Like the beauty of Royce O'Neal is he doesn't shoot because Boyan, when suddenly someone's out, looks a lot better, right? Like go look at Boyan's numbers when all five starters play versus when four starters play. Like it's pretty dramatic mm. because he gets the ball more. But when Mike and Donovan and Joe and everybody are available, then there then there really aren't there aren't shots to be had in that circumstance for Boyan the same way. I mean, last year when Mike was struggling, Boyan had I think 11 first quarters in which he had 10 or more points, and this year he's done it twice, both in games in which somebody wasn't playing. So it's just you know I think we've you know we've evolved and we've gotten better, and then Jordan's taking a lot of shots, so Boyan doesn't get some of those same looks. Um, also, Boyan played with Rudy every minute last year. So, like, to the point of, like, why players – like, why is Mike playing better this year? Because he plays with Rudy every minute. Like, that's Rudy's impact. Rudy plays with Mike now every minute. If you go look at Mike's numbers last year, when he was on the floor with Rudy, they're not far off this year's numbers. But Mike played a lot of minutes without Rudy last year, and then he wasn't as good because that's Rudy's impact. That's the MVP you're talking about. Um, what Joe's doing is historic. You take, I think, at five threes only Kyle Korver – has ever had a better shooting season in the history of the league, which was interestingly on that 60 win Hawks team that the jazz get compared to the most. Yeah. I have a statistic I call points gained, which is you take the uh, players possessions or scoring opportunities in a night comparing to what an average player would do with those Steph's obviously number one in the league, blowing, breaking the game right now. Joe's the seventh most positively impactful offensive player in the NBA. The league still doesn't quite understand the value of 50% from three. Like, it's, it's a crazy number. It's game-changing, and it's why we win. He, I can make a pretty good argument Joe Ingles is our best offensive player this year. So should, uh, should Joe be being talked about more as a sixth man than uh, Clarkson? Yes. Because, hmm. you know, we bring in a lot of national guys, and they're all saying they're voting for Jordan Clarkson for sixth man of the year. He's averaging the most points of anyone off the bench. It's a pretty sophisticated award. <laughs> uh, D- David, what is uh, man? Never change, David. <laughs> David, what is Boyan's best? Uh, what is what is he best at on a court? Uh, toughness. He's our tough. He's his life. His that's what's been strange to me about how much he's uh, argued with the officials this year. His demeanor, his spraining an ankle last year missing a game, and then basically telling the trainers, like, okay, you had your game. I'm good now. Don't talk to me. Right? Like (laughs) shoulder, like the wrist injury last year, basically saying I'm playing. The shoulder injury last year, don't look at me. Like literally after the game, don't talk to me. I'm fine. I'm playing. So he he actually leads in a really subtle way uh, with that type of stuff because we have it in Royce. We're pretty young. You know, if there's a negative characteristic to our team, I'm not sure that we've stayed fully engaged as we should all the time, right? We were up, you know, we've seen it, right? We were up 3-1 to Denver and let go of the rope and then tried to mm-hmm. bring it back in the final 24 minutes. That wasn't great. Like, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable with Boyan played in that series that we would have um, that we would have won that series, not because of his shooter or anything else, but just because of his toughness. Does uh, does high tide lift all boats on that? Is the team a tougher team because of that influence in a locker room? I I think so. I mean, I, you know, and like, 
considering what Boyan went through as a child, yeah. like, what are you going to do, complain to him? Like, I mean, I think Boyan has told me, if I remember correctly, that I, I keep, you know, every story I have is now 14, 15 months old, so I'm old and I get nervous that maybe I've forgotten, but, I mean, my memory is Boyan telling me a story about playing on a soccer field and having a bomb land on the field. Okay. That like, changes you a do? little bit. Yeah, what are you going to do, complain to Boyan? I'm like, golly, this COVID thing, like, you know, right? Like, what are you going to do, complain to Boyan? Like, I, I don't think that's a very good idea. Ball kid. Yep. David Locke joining Sorry. us right. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Hang on. Okay. There we go. Sorry. We're, we all right? We on the green? We're, uh, we're on 18 driving, very, very complicated drive on this. If you ever get a chance to play this golf course, play it. I don't know what the rules and restrictions are to get in here. I think you might have to be like Tiger Woods. I have no idea. This thing is the most beautiful golf course I've ever been to. It's called Southern Highlands, and it is unbelievable. Like, I don't know why they let me in. Um, I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, it's kind of like when I travel with the NBA and I walk into those hotels and I'm like, yeah, which one of us should not be here? Um, but yeah, she's the split fairway and she kind of just rolled off a little bit to the side. But she's all right. All right. Play by play of golf. I think that'd be hard. I don't think I'd want any part of that. So my wife did it on a local broadcast out in Kentucky. I think they had a, a tournament at Valhalla. And she was calling it to my PGA championship or something like that on a local broadcast. And, um, um, sorry, the ball literally, her partner, she's playing for foursome. Her, the ball just literally landed like one foot away from me, almost killed me, uh, <laughs> off the cart path. Um, but, uh, she was playing, she didn't having ever done golf TV. So she didn't know that her IFB, which is, if those don't know what IFB means, it's the communication system to your ear, wasn't working. And so she would, like, see the red light on the camera go on, and then she would do her little what's going on there because she knew that if the red light on the camera went on that she was on. But she, um, but she didn't realize that, like, she was actually supposed to be hearing the commentators talking to her and throwing to her. I mean, she kind of thought so, but she's like, well, I've never done golf before, so maybe this is how it works in the system. And, you know, she had mentioned to someone, they didn't really do anything about it. And at the end of the day, she's like, wow, that is hard. That's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, not being able to hear, like, anyone talks to you, just knowing you're on. Like, how do you know what you're talking about? They're like, you didn't hear anyone all day? So she did six-hour broadcast with no IFB. Thought golf was really hard. That, I think, would be harder than – she's also very good at this. But, yeah, I think golf would be hard. I actually like it on the radio, though. I think it's pretty good. Well, David, we appreciate it. I know you got some uh, some big moments coming up here in the next uh, 10, 15 minutes. We'll let you get to it, man. Appreciate it. Good I luck, think, David. I think, I think they're on the wrong side of Dormy right now. But, um but anyway, thank you. Hope I wasn't too distracted. But No, not at all. Uh, Appreciate it. So, all right. And, yes, you've convinced me Rudy Gobert should be an MVP candidate. I like it. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> Something got accomplished here. That's David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.